Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Hello, Tracy. Uh, opening words uh, for this podcast, different than others. Uh, my two words to you, Merry Christmas. Hey, buddy, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, this is incredible. Uh, on the 23rd of December, this will air. This is amazing. Yeah, it's hard to yeah. believe. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I tell you what, what an amazing time of year. It is undoubtedly my favorite time of year. And I'm glad we're taking some time to just reminisce a bit and talk about the things that have made Christmas so important to us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So many memories. Uh, and as we have this this conversation, uh, you know, my mind comes comes in so many different directions. Uh, yeah. You know, we we call this next step leadership, and as we mm-hmm. think about the next steps that we need to take as leaders, as servants, as as people who are encouraging uh, leaders who are uh, older than us, our age, younger than us. I mean, we want to fit everybody into this, um, but we we learn better when we uh, occasionally hit rewind, uh, kind of look, look out the back mirror and uh, see what is there through that window or ourselves and the reflection on that mirror from our past. Um, so I have so many memories, uh, you know, pastoring a church for almost 20 years in Orlando, Florida, all those Christmas musicals and kids yep. musicals. And, um, and that brings up a topic that's important to you, and it's important to this time of year, music. Uh, so Tracy, talk to us a little bit about um, the holiday sound, Christmas, and, and just the joy that music mm. can bring to us, even even if Christmas is difficult uh, for us, uh, people we've lost, uh, sadness yeah. in the middle of that. Just sometimes a song uh, can bring joy to us. My favorite music of the year is Christmas. And, you know, the good news is it comes once a year. And, uh, yeah, a few years ago, I was actually... Uh, blessed to, we didn't have a lot of money that year, but my friend in Nashville, Lindsay Williams, uh, reached out and said, Hey man, what if we did a project and we gave them away as Christmas presents? So we swapped some time with a major studio in downtown Nashville and we went up and recorded this stuff. It was literally in a day. Um, and it was a remix of some classic and some obscure Christmas songs on acoustic guitar with harmonica and soprano saxophone and piano and some strings. And it was just the three of us. Um, and it was crazy. Uh, a year later, uh, the publishing company, Star Song was the name at the time, they picked us up. And uh, I got to go on the 700 Club with this mm-hmm. and, and recorded about half a dozen of those songs. And for years, though, every Christmas, those songs would come back up. It was called Lumiere, Bethlehem Morning. And you can still Love get it. That. Yeah, we'll, I'll link to it in the, in the show notes. You can still get that through uh, Apple Music and stuff. But, Man, I should make you start singing right now. I mean, No, no, I was playing. I wasn't oh. singing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, that's great. Um, but you know, growing up Methodist, mm-hmm. uh, Christmas, we always had, uh, it was a cantata, 
You know, mm-hmm. I was a, a fancy word for about a 40 minute uh, musical presentation. There was always something new and fresh. Uh, they would often hire uh, musicians from uh, the University of Georgia or locally to play strings or horns or that kind of thing. Uh, and they still do that. I, I get to attend, my mom is 84, and she still sings in the choir. And I make it a point to support her at Christmas and go hear their their cantata. Uh, and mm-hmm. they still call it that. Yeah. So uh, that was a huge part growing up. Singing in that, attending that, uh, playing a trumpet in that occasionally. Uh, and even today, my wife, Lisa, has a children's musical every fall. And it's about a four month thing, and it'll involve you know seventy or eighty kids, and uh, we pack the house for a couple of services, and it's actually an amazing uh, chance for people who are far from God to come and support their kids. So I, I look forward to that. Yeah, and and thinking about um, you know our recent podcast, our interviews uh, with with your son, and just yeah, the Justin. dialogue with Justin, um, I love that because I mean we. We let him talk to us about his perspective on mm. music, his new music, and just the importance of music as it relates to church and some mm. of the those issues. That was a, that was just a enjoyable yeah. and healthy conversation. But music, um, music can have power uh, in such a good way, yeah, and, and a negative way if we, if we let it. Um, True, it can it can be um, all about the music instead of the music kind of guiding right. us to what it should right. be about. And good music does that. It's it, mm. it just kind of guides us, reveals, and and opens doors, and, and lets us peek into a world we may not notice otherwise. And and I love that. And you're the musician. I'm not, but I love I love lyrics that are creative and artistic. Mm. And as I think of the Christmas story, um, the the songs that bring me back to that yeah. gospel narrative yeah. of Jesus coming, or songs that bring Jesus our direction. True. I like both, you know, kind of moving mm-hmm. me back to his story, but but moving him into my present story at okay, what am I facing this Christmas? Right. How will I how will I grieve this year, this many decades mm-hmm. later from that Christmas that I still remember when I was nineteen years old and my mom, is she gonna live? Is she gonna pass away? Everybody told us she would be healed. She she's gonna be okay. That's what many leaders were saying. She will be healed. The cancer is not going to end her life, so I was depending upon that. Um, but I'm staring at her on Christmas Day. That was like, Tracy, that was her time of year. I mean, she could sing every Christmas yeah. song. She she cooked the Christmas sweets. And, and yeah, she was, she was just like Mrs. Christmas in so many ways. <laughs> she was great. But that wow. day she could not move. She could not respond. What a contrast. She was just sitting in bed. And we're like, okay, we're going to assume she's hearing us. So we sang to her, talked to her, prayed with her, laughed with her. We tried to do to her what she would be doing to us normally. Hmm. But then two days after that, two days after Christmas, she passes away. Wow. And I had to deal with grief um, as, a, as a young man and had, who had never been really trained or taught how to do that. I mean, you can never yeah. really be fully taught. But... but Fortunately, I did have people around to love me and guide me and help me through the process. But every Christmas, I still wish that Mama was sitting there yeah. singing her Christmas song with mm. us. Mama, come hear me preach this sermon on Christmas. Yeah. You know, I just I, I would yeah. love to have Mama there. She's not, but the memories can be okay, even if it brings grief. 
Absolutely. Uh, so grief does not have to be a bad thing. I want our leaders uh, to realize, uh, and, and you and I have honest conversations about these topics often, mm-hmm. about struggles, pain, a difficult uh, or, or more difficult times of year or seasons. Hey, for anybody who struggles at Christmas time, uh, let us let us uh, remind them as leaders. Let us remind them that grief is okay. Yeah, uh, you know, and, Chris, and we just need to remember that the remembrance of that. I mean, the, the whole story is Jesus incarnate, Jesus coming in the flesh, the Word made flesh, uh, God coming to us in the form of a son making a pathway, making a way so that we could know him. It was all about the love of God, just bridging the gap that was there because our own carnality and our sin and our rebellion against him. And while we're in the midst of that, Jesus comes. And it's, you know, I love going back and retelling the story of the baby and all the amazing miracles around that. But knowing from the beginning of that story that he was born to die, on a cross for us. And it gives me hope. It gives me hope so that every year I love rehearsing that, no matter where I am, like you said, mentally or physically. I, you made me think about um, there was a particular Christmas that I don't like to remember, frankly. It, it wasn't my mother, but we sat down uh, to Christmas dinner. Our whole family was there. My brother and his wife at the time were, were down from Connecticut. <clears throat> And we were sitting down to dinner, and the phone rang. Well, I happened to be the one who picked it up, and it was my cousin Steve just beside himself, just screaming. And his mother was on the way to the Athens hospital. She'd had a massive heart attack, and she was gone. So we drop what we're doing, we go to St. Mary's, and we spent you know a couple of hours there, and you know just being there with with my dad's brother and Aunt Frankie was so close to us. And then we get home. Ironically, it's four thirty, five o'clock in the afternoon. We we go to recalibrate and do the same thing. We were going to have the meal and then open the gifts. The phone rang again, and it was my sister-in-law's dad. Same story, dropped dead of a heart attack. Oh, Tracy, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was. I don't have a category for that. How disruptive was that? But we were so glad that we were there with family, and you know, my daughter, uh, my sister-in-law, rather, were, were, wasn't. There was a lot of baggage there. She wasn't really close with her dad. But just being able to be there, and she didn't leave immediately. They stayed through the rest of their trip. But it just made us aware of family, mm-hmm. being there for each other, uh, honest emotion, um, that life is all about these relationships. And yeah, music's wonderful, and lights are great, and gifts are fantastic. Uh, but man, we can never outgive the gift that Jesus gave us at yeah. Christmas, Chris. And Tracy, think about the people who do not have the friends or the family mm-hmm. around them. Mm-hmm. I, I often think of my dear friends, uh, Tim and Marie Cook, and they were a part of our church in Orlando. And uh, I can still remember uh, those uh, those Sunday morning services. They would come to our early service and bring uh, their third child, uh, their their son Nathaniel. Um, who had a variety of special needs, and they would bring him to our early service. And I've mentioned him before, but he's just, just so much on my heart uh, mm. still. I can't believe it's been that many years mm. uh, since he was born uh, in their years of struggle. Uh, he lived to be four and a half. Um, but it's like in so many ways his life goes on. 
uh, because yeah. they started a ministry called Nathaniel's Hope. Mm-hmm. And at Christmas time, they're they're not just spending time with themselves. They're finding ways that they can go and meet with others. They can bring the song to others. They can bring the food to other people. Yeah. Those who are in the hospital at Christmas time, not knowing if they're Nathaniel or their mama or their uncle or their cousin or somebody is going to live. If they do live, how will life be different? Yeah. With what they bring, or if they pass away, how will we adjust? How will we grieve? Tim and Marie and the Nathaniel's Hope Ministry have just done an amazing job of bringing hope and joy and songs and food and gifts to people who are going through difficult life situations during the Christmas season. Um, well, I believe that as as leaders, we all need to do that with with whatever church or business or community we lead, and also with our personal lives. What are we doing, like Jesus, to just kind of bring new birth, new life, right. in the middle of the of the barns and the farms of grief and uncertainty yeah. in our world? And I think too um, a reminder that there are people around us, if we're in some kind of euphoria or joy and are in a high place, that there are people around us that are struggling and to be sensitive. I, I, my, my mother-in-law was just fantastic at that. And she started a tradition that we carry on to this day, Chris. We call it cookie day. That's mm. profound. Well, cookie day is not really cookie day. Cookies are almost a an afterthought because what happens now is we get the entire family together. We actually come over to the church because we have an industrial kitchen there because what we do is we cook fudge and brownie, just every name about 14 or 15 different kind of candies. Uh, you've been the beneficiary of these. Oh yeah. yeah. Now you're talking about it. I'm ready to be the beneficiary. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we just get together and it takes a couple days to do it. And it's so much fun. We let the kids do, uh, you know, uh, the, the, uh, gingerbread and all the good kind of stuff. But the cool thing about it is we make these massive trays and carry them to we every family takes probably eight or ten and carries them to people. Some are friends, some are relatives, but some are just neighbors or people that we know that just need a smile, that just need somebody. Mm-hmm. They just need to know that somebody's thinking of them. And yeah. that all started with my mother-in-law and the people that were that you had a, a widow here and a widower over there, and we would go see them, and we only did like five or six of those, and now it's more like fifty or sixty. But oh my goodness, talk about a legacy that lives on yeah. uh, through her daughter, Lisa, Boy. and her, her other daughter, Susan. That's mm-hmm. just a cool thing. Uh, I tend to take it for granted, yeah. uh, but it's a highlight. That may be, I bet that is Lisa's favorite day of, of mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm. Well, uh, I think it would be a good goal for us all to, to find ways to be a legacy that way, uh, where mm-hmm. we bring hope by caring for someone else visit them, contact them, show love, bring Jesus to them. Yeah. And in this season, uh, I think about uh, you know a, co- a couple of the books uh, of the, that I've written that would be a good fit for people at Christmas time. Unwrapping His Presence yes. uh, is a Christmas book. It's just a small gift book. Uh, we'd love for you guys to, it is so that are good. listening uh, to get a copy of that. And we also, as we're getting close to uh, the new year, uh, have several people who are going to start the new year in January by reading through pause with Jesus again. And Mm -hmm. so just read a chapter a day, uh, just kind of as a, as a way to start the year, but remembering what Jesus is about 
God loved the world. That includes everybody so much that he gave his only son, that if we just believe in him, we will not perish, but we will live forever in that in that world of hope grace peace and and tracy we need that and so uh, merry christmas to you thank you for and to your, you my friend thank you for I your friendship you. and i'm glad that uh, we don't do have, have to do life alone that yeah. we're part of a community with christ during christmas and a new year mm-hmm. and and uh, the hopes that god has for us as he's kind of guiding us as we learn to make our next steps be our best steps Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Their debut single is coming October 29th. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans to learn more and pre-save their new song, Somebody Famous. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday. So join us again next week on The Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. Things feel